Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. This podcast is for you, and I welcome you to come as you are. There is no judgment here, just folks doing everything they can to stand in their power and show up every single day. So if you're looking for inspiration, welcome. If you're looking to level up or to make a change or you just need a minute, welcome. And if you're looking for some perspective on your circumstances, either personal or professional, well, that's my jam. No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are. And this message is for you. Welcome to my village. This week on The Rutledge Perspective, let's talk about risk. All of the risks that we assume as we begin to build our businesses or build our departments all of those things that come into play when we are trying to make something happen. Now, risk is often seen as kind of a bad word. We talk about people being risk averse, or we talk about risk tolerance. But I got a chance fairly early in my career to spend some time working at Deloitte in the Enterprise Risk Management Group, and still have some really great friends um, that came from that period of my career. And one of the things that we talked about in this enterprise risk management was what does risk really look like? Now, to put this in context, the enterprise risk management group kind of came together, Deloitte led the the pack in this, came together after the Enron debacle. So I know I'm dating myself for those of you who who don't even know what Enron is. Um, The Enron debacle and Sarbanes-Oxley came about, all of those things that talked about how do we do get a better handle on the kind of risk that an organization is assuming beyond financial risk. So we identified risk as anything that gets in the way of you achieving your objectives. And by having it be something that broad, it could be definitely financial risk, right? But it could also be reputational risk. It could be organizational and talent risk. It could be production risk. All of the things that could potentially get in the way of you achieving your objectives. Now, here's the thing. You guys hear me talk about this all the time. If you think about that broad description, anything that gets in the way of you achieving your objectives, you got to be clear on what it is you want, right? What are you trying to make happen? So we're going to assume for the purposes of this podcast that you know what it is that you're trying to achieve, right? You're really clear on your mission. You've got clarity around your goals. You know where you're going. You've got a plan. And then you start executing, right? You start getting onto the how. And all of a sudden, this risk stuff starts coming up. and What I want you to pause and think about is there are a multitude of ways to address risk. Now, what we think about sometimes is insurance, right? So we don't know what's going to happen. Our house may flood if we're here in Houston, right? Our house may flood. We may lose power if you're anywhere in Texas. We have all of these things that may happen to us. And so we get insurance, right? Insurance with an I. We get an insurance in order to ensure with an E that we are able to weather the storm, right? That we have some way of recouping our losses. So insurance is a way to help you mitigate the impact of a risk, right? You can't do anything about the flood. You can't do anything about the power loss. You can't do anything about any of those things, but you can mitigate the the weight or the impact of that thing happening on you or your business, So that's one thing, right? We can figure out how to mitigate risk. One of those things being getting some kind of insurance. The other thing you can do is you can manage risk. So if I know, for example, that I'm going to be 
in a product-based business, whether I am working in one or I am building one. I'm going to be in a product-based business. We know that people are people and people don't read. So there is a likelihood that someone is going to use your product in a way that it was not intended. And then all of a sudden you're going to have all these issues, right? You can manage that risk. You can manage that risk by one, ensuring you do everything you can on the product development and product manufacturing side to make sure your product meets every standard, right? You're managing the risk of just being in the business of product development. You're managing it by having good processes, by having good quality control. You're managing the risk that you are assuming by being in this business. You also put things in place like warranties. You put things in place like having the the instructions in the box and being very clear, right? Being very clear about intended use. You do everything you can to manage the risk that is a fundamental part of you doing business. So as opposed to risk mitigation, which is risk that you can't, of, of things that occur that you can't do anything about, like disasters, you know, those kind of things. You've decided to be in a business that produces a product. So you have decided to put yourself in a position where there are risks that are going to come as a function of your being in business and what you do. That is risk you can then manage, right? So you've got mitigate risk, you've got manage risk. The other thing you can do is you can avoid risk, right? We can absolutely avoid risk. Now, one of the easiest ways to avoid risk is just not to do anything, right? We're just not going to do anything so we can avoid risk. Well, here's the thing. If you wake up in the morning to get out of bed, you're taking a risk, right? For those of us, as we get older, it seems like just getting out of bed is a risk in and of itself. But a risk avoidance is also a way that you can keep yourself from achieving some of the goals that you've set out because it is impossible to avoid every risk. It's just not possible, right? Now, there are some things you can avoid. You can avoid some issues potentially on the financial side by hiring people who are experts, by getting them bonded, right? Those kind of things. You can avoid the risk of a financial mistake by hiring people who are financial experts. That's one way to avoid risk. You can avoid risk around your manufacturing process. You can avoid it by having machines that have automatic cutoffs, right? So you're avoiding potential safety challenges by having machines that have automatic shutoffs if something happens. So you can avoid risk by putting things in place that prevent it from happening in the first place, right? So we can mitigate, we can manage, and we can avoid. Here's the challenge. It is important to understand what your risk tolerance is, what your risk tolerance is. What are you willing to put up with for the sake of achieving the goals that you want to achieve. Now, clearly you got people on both ends of the spectrum. You got folks who are never going to leave their house, right? It's just not, they don't want to invest in anything that might have a little bit of risk in it, right? And we we can really imagine that when we talk about our financial savings, things in 401ks or IRAs, you know, your financial planners talk to you a lot about how much risk do you want to assume? And, and of course, the closer you are to retirement, the less risk you want to assume because you want your money to be there. So we can talk about kind of that avoidance. And at the very extreme is that idea that we're going to avoid as many and as much risk as we possibly can. The other extreme is people that don't even think about it, right? They're just going to do it. It doesn't matter what happens because they know they're just going to be resilient enough to just figure it out. Uh, Some risk takers are some people like, you know, skydivers and the people who, who climb the highest peaks in the world where they know the risk to life and limb is real right? Those, those heavy, heavy risk seekers. And there's some people who get a thrill 
about that risk seeking. But if we take those of us who are in the middle, especially when you're talking about risk related to a business, a function, a department, most likely you are going to fall in that area of managing through those three different types, right? If you are leading people and you are completely risk avoidant, what that can translate into is a heavy level of micromanaging, right? I am going to avoid risk. And one of the best ways for me to avoid risk is to not let it happen. So I'm going to make sure I'm on top of every single detail. So I am managing or avoiding the risks that could happen. If you're trying to manage your risk, you hire really good people, you train them, you make sure you understand what's going on and they understand where you're trying to be. You are managing the risk that's just a very function of your department. And that same activity can help you mitigate risks, right? You have people who understand the issues around safety. You have people who understand the issues around kind of financial pieces or market or clients or customers or colleagues, how the, how the organization aligns across departments. All of those things come into play when you're talking about mitigating or managing risk. But here's the thing, especially if you are really desirous of starting a business, you've got your corporate gig going and you've got this side hustle that you really want to turn into something that's your thing. If you are completely risk avoidant or you are reluctant to just simply recognize, identify, and then put things in place to manage and or mitigate risk, your ability to be a successful entrepreneur is going to be very difficult. It's going to be quite painful only because, not because you don't have intellect, not because you don't have capability, you, you I'm certain, have all of those things in spades. And if one of your main goals is to completely eliminate risk or you don't have the intestinal fortitude and the foresight to begin to manage and mitigate them, you will get stuck because you're so wanting to avoid any possible negative thing. Anything that could possibly be wrong, you want to avoid it at all costs. That is going to paralyze you. You know, I've had people say, if you haven't been sued, you're not in business, right? Now, we do want to avoid lawsuits as much as possible. That's why you put things in place to mitigate your risk, right? You have the way you hire people. You want to make sure that you are not violating any laws around hiring. You want to make sure you're not violating any laws around how you put in place your practices, right? There's the, the compliance piece is a risk mitigation process. People think of it as a necessary evil, but compliance is a risk mitigation process, right? We are mitigating our risk by making sure we have compliance processes in place and we understand when things change around how we need to be compliant. So it's important for you, if you're really thinking about wanting to build something, build something within your organization that you have already or to build your own thing, that you recognize that risk is going to be everywhere, and what you have to do is get really clear on one, your own personal risk tolerance, especially as entrepreneurs. What is your personal risk tolerance? How do you build departments around you that can balance your risk tolerance for whatever business you're in or industry or what have you, right? You don't want to be non-compliant. So risk mitigation doesn't mean lack of compliance. That's a whole different conversation, right? You want to make sure that you are filling for those gaps and understand what kind of organization you're in and how it aligns with your own risk tolerance, but also where you're trying to go and what kind of risk tolerance is necessary to be successful in the industry or the business or the company in which you desire to operate, in which you are choosing to work and desiring to be successful. 
What is that level of risk tolerance and how does that align with yours? Because that is going to require you to make certain kinds of decisions, to be able to respond to certain kinds of decisions, to be able to tolerate certain kinds of behaviors that align with that level of risk tolerance. You know, you've heard me talk a lot before when companies say, we want innovation, we want people to fail fast, we want this to move really quickly, we want to be on the cutting edge. And then the minute somebody does something that they've never seen before or that costs them some money, it's like, oh, that's not what we wanted, you're fired or you're put on a different project or you're demoted or your bonus is gone or whatever. What that means at its very foundation, right, is that the risk tolerance isn't really as high as they thought it was. And not only that, they didn't define it well for people. Right. Because if you're going to be innovative, you have to have a level of risk tolerance because you have to be willing to move fast and you have to be willing to fail fast. Now, clearly, you don't want to be so risk tolerant that you're willing to lose everything. Although many entrepreneurs who are extremely successful will tell you they've lost everything many times. That is an extreme high level of risk tolerance. But some of us got bills to pay, right? And families to raise and things to do and impact we want to make. And we are not willing to take so much risk that we lose absolutely everything. So as you start going into this week and thinking about, because this we're now in second quarter, y'all, it's April. We are in quarter number two of 2023. As you look at these next you know, nine months of the quarter, where are you trying to go? What have you outlined for your year this year? Where are you now on that trajectory? And what kind of risk management, risk mitigation, risk avoidance do you need to take to give you the greatest success possible, right? To increase your probability of success because you can't avoid every risk. It's just not possible. But you can make a conscious decision about putting on a big, broad identification of what risks exist. And then make a determination. Which ones are we going to avoid at all costs? Because it is just not tolerable to, for us to be able to have those risks happen, i.e. safety risks. We want everyone to go home the way they came to work. Which, which risks are we willing to just manage, right? We're in a, in a products business, so we are going to have to manage the risk that people are going to misuse our stuff right? If we want to be in this business, people don't read. They're going to use stuff not the way we're supposed to, i.e. eating Tide Pods, right? So we're going to have to figure out a way to manage through the risk that is inherent in the business that we're in. And then we want to put in some mitigating factors, right? We want to hire good people. We want to put good safety things in place. We want to make sure we're giving good instruction, not only to our colleagues and our employees inside, but also to consumers and customers outside so that all stakeholders are considered when we're talking about mitigating risk that may be coming up to us. So going into the rest of this, this year, and in particular this week, if you have found yourself really stuck, if you have found yourself just not knowing what to do and getting lots of, of anxiety and consternation and all this kind of stuff about what you're going to do. I want you to pause. Is that anxiety just because you really don't know what to do? Or is that anxiety and challenge and concern and, and stuck, right? Stickiness, a result of needing to identify and decide what you want to do about the risks that are coming your way. Because my gut tells me it's probably more risk avoidance than it is anything else. Because if you're doing well now, You've got the intellect, you've got the capability, you've got the capacity. This is maybe a step stone for you, right? This is a step change. This is a, a bit of a challenge that has brought forth something else that maybe you haven't seen before. So give yourself some grace, give yourself some time and think, what is it can, that I can put in place to give myself a little bit more comfort that I have thought about as much as possible the things that could possibly happen? 
right? I have done some scenario planning and have put in place some things that give me a level of comfort that I can give to my people, that I can give to myself, that I can give to my customers, that I have thought about things as much as possible. And I have put processes in place in order to increase the probability of extreme success. You've come this far, so you can do this too. It's just a matter of reshifting your perspective and realigning how you're thinking about risk. If you need some real help and guidance and support in thinking about this, and you are an entrepreneur, a female founder who is multi-seven figure, you've got about 15 employees maybe, you've been in business about five years, that's usually where this tipping point is, and you found yourself really in that kind of area of, of it's it's not working the way it used to, right? You've got people who are unhappy. You've got clients that aren't doing where, what you want them to do. You've got all of this stuff happening, and yet you've built this business this far. Sometimes it comes down to that risk piece. And if that's where you are, I would love to have a conversation with you and see if the Founders Intensive makes sense for you at this point in time in your business. So you can get to me through my contact form on my website and just set up a call with me and we can have a chit chat about whether or not that Founders Day Intensive, a full day intensive working on your strategy and your organization makes sense for you at this time. Because some of that is truly about how are you managing through the risks of simply being in business? And how do you take that to the next level when you have absolutely now got to move from founder to CEO? Because that transition is not always easy. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Every listen, every download, every share, I appreciate so much. And I thank you for making the choice to be a part of my village and to listen to what I have to say. And hopefully it was something that gives you a different perspective on risk and what we can do to manage, mitigate, or potentially avoid it when necessary. Have a fantastic week. Let me know your thoughts. Talk to you soon. See ya. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or The Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.